Welcome to Hashtag Love Yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self-love. Hi, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to Hashtag Love Yourself. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about mental health and how it is attached to loving ourselves. But first, I want to make a beautiful announcement and share with you guys some amazing news. The master course to how to love yourself is up and live and ready for students. So if that is something that interests you and something that you want to invest in yourself, um, go ahead and there's links in the podcast description. So I'll put the links there for you guys to go to the website and see if it's something that is um something that you desire and something that you want to put your energy and manifest more self-love and learn how to build on those foundations for yourself. And also, since my podcasters have been with me from the very beginning, I'm giving you guys an amazing discount. I'm giving you guys $222 off of the purchase price. Um, So just a nice heavy discount for you guys because you've been with me from the beginning. You've heard some of the core topics that we're going to go over in the class, but obviously I expand on those topics, give activities to those topics, and we really dive deeper. So, but yeah, there you go. So I hope to see you there. I hope to see any of my listeners there. That would be wonderful. And um, yeah, so, okay, let's head into the topic. So um, mental health. Well, let me give you the definition and then let's talk about what society kind of projects about mental health. So the definition of mental health is one's psychological emotional and social well-being. And I think that that definition like really, really does a good job of summing it up so simply, right? Um, Because really, truly, our mental health is so important, but it's not something that as a society and as cultures, we talk about a lot, right? And I know for me personally, and I've heard a lot of other people say this, that when you hear the term mental health, that you automatically think of like the dramatics, right? Like like people that are not okay mentally or de- like severe depression um, or people that are just not there mentally, like that are like kind of like, you know, like the bipolar, the, you know, the ones that are like Jekyll and Hyde that have different personalities. Like you think of the extremes, right? And it's because in our culture, we don't value this the same way that we do our physical health. So it's really, really kind of unbalanced if you you know think about it that we put so much focus on our physical vessel, but yet then the thing that we like live with our lens through and that we experience the world with our perception, which is our mind and our mental and emotional space, we're not giving that the same regard, right? And I think it's really, really easy to not be healthy mentally. And like I said, I'm not talking about the extremes. I'm not talking about what we seem to think of, uh, those really deep, you know, um, right side of the spectrum type of, you know, mental health. I'm talking more of like the normal every day. And when I talk about that, I am saying that I don't think as a collective as cultures and societies around the world that we really have, that we live from a healthy place or that we have a good, um, kind of good handle on like our mental health as individuals. Um, and I think the reason why that is, is because I don't think it's something that 
is taught a lot. Like, especially for me, I don't remember growing up and hearing people talk about, you know, positive self-talk or, um, you know, being optimistic and, you know, being, you know, being happy and joyful and doing and finding things that feel good. Like it wasn't like something that like was like taught or handed down. It is definitely something that you just either see a good example of maybe, or you see what the majority of people see, which is really not good examples, right? We see a lot of, um, you know, suicides. We see a lot of murders and rapes and, um, bullying in schools. There's so much, like turmoil and unhealthy behavior that really stems from bad mental health, right? Um, people just not being healthy mentally. That's where those things come from. That's where the unwanted really comes from, right? Because they're not feeling good and mentally and emotionally. So what do people do when they don't feel good mentally and emotionally? They go out and they try to inflict that on other people and not maybe necessarily the average person's running around with this like idea in their head, like, I feel like crap. I'm going to throw that on other people. <laughs> like that's not like a thing, right? But I think it's subconscious and I think that is happening. That scenario is happening worldwide on a regular basis in majority of people's lives where they are in these negative energy loops of like feeling bad, not taking care of themselves, right? Um, just doing things that don't serve them, aren't a benefit to them. It's just because they're taught that's how you live life. Um, not having positive self-talk, not having healthy relationships, you know, being in relationships with toxic people or people leaning into their toxic tendencies. And then you know, when you're constantly around that and you're constantly vibing on that, then you go and you go home and your five-year-old, you know, has a meltdown and you scream and spank him or something. I'm just giving an example. I'm just throwing, pulling something out of the air. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about on like the normal middle of the range spectrum of the level of mental health that we are dealing with. That's not really at a healthy place collectively. We're not at a healthy place. Um, and like I said, we're not taught that growing up. It's not something that unless you have really good examples, um, which is not very common, then you're going around and living life like everyone else, right? People are having bad days and then spewing on other people. And then those people feel down. And then what do they do with that energy, right? Where do they take it? What do they do with it? Um, so mental and emotional health is very, very important. It's extremely tied to loving ourselves, right? Um, and I think that we could do better, right? So let's talk about how we could do better. Um, first, I wanted to give you guys a few really sad statistics because I want to like kind of just hone in on how important this really is, okay? Okay. Oh, my dog's dreaming and he's barking in his dreams. I don't know if you can hear that. It's so cute. Oh. oh. So anyways, uh, statistically, someone commits suicide every 15 minutes. That's crazy to me. That, um, see, mental health has to be a primary focus for not only feeling good and having a good life and loving yourself, but for survival reasons. Because if we don't, we don't want to be alive. We don't want to be here. We don't want to live out our life purposes like we chose 
to when we came down into this human um, body and came forth in this human life, right? We have things that we wanted to do, right, before we made it to earth. And when we get here, sometimes things, especially if we're not focused on mental health and if we're not focused on loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves the way we need to, to feel good in our heads and in our emotions, then we do lose it and we lose like the, the desire to want to move on. And I know that I've lost a few people that I've known personally to suicide and it is heartbreaking and it not only breaks the family and all the loved ones, but it touches every single person that that person knows. And so let's work on our mental health, right? Um, let's take, take what we can from, you know, learning to take care of ourselves and comfort ourselves and parent ourselves and love one another, right? And like stand up for what's right. And I think that's really, really important when it comes to mental health is you're not only taking care of, like when you take care of you, that's not just taking care of you. You're taking care of so many people, every single person that knows you. When you're standing up for your mental health, that really is sets a standard for everyone that knows you, right? And at first, they might just be standing back and looking at you like you're a psycho <laughs> because like, oh, why are now all of a sudden her boundaries so rigid? Why all of a sudden is she kicking people out of her life for talking, you know, um, really negatively to her about her life situation? Well, and then eventually people start to look at that and get on board and be like, because that's unhealthy, right? It's unhealthy for people to be trying to damage your me uh, mental health and your emotional health, right? That's not okay. And our society has gotten too far to, with adult bullying. Um, they do it on social media. They do it within, you know, like their friend networks. Um, that's what really is part of our culture is for... Um, not just females, because males do it too, right? Males get a little bit more escalated, and I feel like they use, you know, like violence more. That's where where it goes for them. But females have this big um, problem with, you know, like if they don't like something, then attacking other women, maybe physically or uh, degrading them. I think it's like them that mental thing is worse than the physical stuff. Like I'd rather some girl just punch me than for her to continually like attack me over and over and over again through social networks. And so through all my friends and family, like it's just, it's out of, it's, it's not, it's toxic energy. It's not healthy. And that type of behavior is not okay. And anybody in your life or circumstance that is doing that kind of stuff to you, you need to know that it's because our world's unhealthy. It's because the person doing it is not loving themselves. And you need to stand up, put up your boundaries, love yourself, and keep your mental peace, right? Like, that's what this is about. Okay, so um, let's talk about, let's talk about the signs of being okay or not being okay. Because like I talked about those few examples of like how our society is getting us there, right? But so then you have all this going on, right? You're like, you're an adult, you have your, your life, you have to like provide, you have to, you're raising children maybe, you're, you know, like having, you know, 
toxic relationships, you know, people not respecting your boundaries, right? And then you're having to like put up all these barriers, right? And it's a lot of emotional work, right? When you start to really love yourself and you start to really take your mental and emotional health seriously, it is a lot of work. Um, And I think that people don't realize, you know, going into it, going into this whole new world of like, okay, I'm important. My emotions are important. My health and happiness is important, right? Um, I don't think they, like, sometimes we don't realize what a big shift that is and what a big change that is from maybe the circumstances that you were in before where you were just kind of floating along like a leaf, right? Like, you were just letting people push you and you were taking orders and you were really just allowing everyone to just kind of, like, push and pull you emotionally and mentally wherever they thought you needed to be. So for you to stand up on your own two feet and take control of that suddenly in your life, which I hope that's what you're doing, right? Um, Or if I hope I'm giving you the courage to do that, um, people don't realize how much that actually takes, how much energy that takes, how much focus that requires, along with everything else that happens in your life, right? Along with all of the responsibilities as an adult, right? So, you know, making sure you have enough food on the table, making sure you pay you the bills, making sure you get to the job, making sure you get the right job, (laughs) making sure that you um, have relaxed time, that you have family time, that you're, you know, that you're um, being an attentive parent. I mean, there's just so much and it's a lot. And I feel like our world doesn't give us credit to that. And that's where we fall into those big dips of like the super syndrome, like we talked about on the other episode, where you feel like you have to like hold the world on your shoulders and like be super woman or super man and do all these things. Right. And, and then you're like stressed out because it's so overwhelming because you have so much on your plate when someone comes in and has toxic tendencies and tries to rip you apart emotionally it's like it's like a house of cards just like crumbling and falling right and then you wake up and you're depressed and you're looking around and you're wondering why don't I feel good why do I feel like crying all the time and so I think it's important for us to recognize, first off, recognize the signs of depression, because I don't think in our society, we really take that seriously enough. And I feel like because we do that super syndrome and we do that push, hustle, hustle, go, go, go on every single person in the world, right? Like that's how you need to feel like you, that's how you feel successful is if you have all these things, like a million things done and completed in one day, or you're above every single person, you're above average. Well, do you know how hard it is to be above average with the amount of people in the world? That's really unrealistic, right? Um, And so that's why I talked about many episodes before of that we need to be comfortable, be normal, and be happy with that as a success and not feel like you have to be Superman or Superwoman, right? But since we have that like kind of vibing in our culture and in just in our like the way we've been raised, um, we, depression can be something that people slip into really easy. Okay. And famous people go into it all the time. Um, uh, 
normal people. I have known so many people, uh, people in my family it's happened to, and I've watched and witnessed firsthand with them. I've experienced it a few times in my life myself. Um, and it's easy to slip into and not really, because we don't promote what the signs are, we don't really know if you're depressed and we don't really know how to get out of it. So let's go ahead and talk about like the common symptoms of depression so that you know and you can be aware. Um, so Constantly in a low mood is one, um, one of the symptoms, disinterest or avoidance of once enjoyed hobbies, like things that you used to make you happy. They just don't do it for you anymore. Like you're trying to get there, but mentally and emotionally, just like every time you do them, it doesn't give you what it used to. Like it doesn't like make you feel good anymore, which is a sign and a flag for you. Uh, trouble with concentration or your memory. So usually when people are going through trauma in their life or hard times, um, or if they're in toxic relationships that take so much energy out of them because that person's always turmoiling with them and always finding something to be a problem with them. Um, when you're like in those kind of relationships and you're always feeding and energy to try to fix someone and fix the relationship and always show up in the relationship when you're doing that constantly and it's unhealthy. And those are the relationships that you actually need to like pull back and reserve yourself from even when you love them. Let me tell you, there are so many people in my life that I had to walk away from and I had to leave. And some of them I adore, like even today, I wish that they could be healthy. I wish that they would take their mental and emotional health seriously, or even mine. Even that would be like, I could probably be around them a little bit more, but some people just aren't there. You have to respect their decision for that and don't judge them for it. Right. But you have to say that person doesn't have my best interest in mind. That person isn't at the level mentally and emotionally that I need them to be. They're not at the level that I'm at. And so because they can't meet me there, respect my boundaries, respect me as a person, you know, um, respect my peace of mind. Right. Um, then, then it, I just have to pull back and that isn't like to punish people and be like, Oh, you're not good enough for me. No, it's because you need to take care of you and you are very important. Your mental health is so important that you have to protect it. Right. And if people just can't get on board, if it's not their time to get on board, then you have to let that be. And you have to like respect that, but walk away. Okay. And that's really, really important. Um, significant changes in eating or sleeping patterns. So if all of a sudden you find that you can't eat and you can't, or you can't sleep, you have insomnia, things like that, or you're sleeping too much. I've heard of like depression where it just makes you like want to sleep all day. Um, like that's another red flag to know too. Um, significant changes or sorry, I just read that one (laughs) decreased self care. So if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not doing things that you need to thrive mentally and emotionally, then again, you might be in depression. And like I said, depression's a spectrum, just like everything else. So you might just be heading towards depression if you have like one or two of these mild, like mildly of these symptoms. Right. Um, but you still need to be aware of it and think, Oh my God, I'm heading towards depression. Let's head the other way. Like, what do I need to do to get to the opposite side of this? Right. Um, physical pains and additional health issues. So usually, you know, your mind is powerful when you are not happy, it will pull, all these different ailments into your body because it actually is an energy and your mind is so powerful. It creates, right? 
Um, feeling pessimistic or hopeless. So feeling like there's no hope, like nothing's going to turn around. Nothing's going to ever work out for you. Um, that's how I knew this last episode that I had of depression that I was actually depressed was because I just felt helpless. I felt like everything for everything was going wrong and I didn't like, I'm such a happy, positive person. I always like, that's what everybody that meets me says. They're like, you're always so happy. How is that even real? Um, but especially because I've experienced so much trauma recently in my life, I, it got to a point where it was like, I just felt so hopeless because so much trauma one after another. And I think that it was really, really important, like to really label that, you know, just knowing that, okay, I feel hopeless right now. And that's because I'm depressed. And when I could say that literally, it was almost like me, like standing up and turning around to go towards like loving myself and my, and, and mental peace is just to label it. Like that's all I had to do was just say, I feel hopeless right now, which means I'm depressed. I'm, and it's okay that I'm not okay. And like being like there for myself and saying, it's okay that I'm not okay, but I want to get better. Right. Um, next one is increased irritability or anger. And they talked about how this was like usually found in like, that's how men usually react. Right. Masculines usually like they don't, they don't internalize things the same way that feminines do. And so, um, being irritable, like, you know, like usually like, you know, husbands will get like that, especially if they're overwhelmed with like, there's just too much at work, too much at home, like, you know, and so just know that that's a sign of depression. And so like, maybe like find a way to get, you know, as a family unit, you guys can find a way to get relief, whatever that might look like for you. Um, and then substance use. So if you're trying to numb or, um, you know, escape, um, that think about that. Think about why you're doing it and think about how often you're doing it. Um, usually that's why a lot of people get, um, pulled into, um, addictions is because of their mental health and emotional health isn't the best. And then you add drugs or alcohol on top of that. And it's just like a spiral, right? And you can't get, and then it feels like you can't get out of it. Right. And then there's an addiction. Okay, so those were the signs, the common signs, and um, like I said, I think it's good to remember those just so that if you or a loved one or anybody you know is experiencing any of those, you know, you can be there to support and help. Um, it's not a per mental health is not a perfect recipe, and so it's not like you can just so like, I can't just say on this podcast, like, this is what will make every single person on the planet feel good because we're all so unique. We have our unique preferences. We have our unique desires. We have our, like, everything is so unique. And so there's no right way or wrong way to go about mental health. Um, they did give some really good, um, positive mental health, like ideas, um, that I think that we should talk about. Um, but like I said, I really think that we need to, when you start loving yourself, you really start putting a lot of focus on you, right? You really start putting a lot of focus on what feels good in any moment, right? Or what, what makes me 
whole and complete, right? What, what do I need today, but what do I need in a year from now? What do I need in five years from now? Or like what makes me feel safe in a relationship? Um, what makes me, how many relationships like are, you know, healthy for me? All those, like all those questions, right? It's, it's not just one thing or another. It's just really a focus on truly a focus on your well being and knowing that when you feel negative emotion or when you don't feel yourself or you don't feel okay, or you feel depressed and sad and hopeless, that it is everything to find your way back to where you're meant to be and where you're meant to be is feeling good because that's literally our pursuit to everything that we think we want. Every single little thing on this planet that we think that we want, like the money, right? In the bank account or the lover in your bed or, um, the family, the white picket fence, whatever it is, the car, I don't care. Whatever it is that you think that you want, you only think that you want it because you think that you'll feel better in the having of it. Right. But really feeling better is a mental space, right? It's like, um, it's a choice we make, right? But also too, this life in this world is full of preferences. Okay. And there's things that feel good to each one of us, but that don't feel good to another person. And so there's like, you have like your own unique recipe of like, this feels good. This doesn't, this feels good. This doesn't. So matching that up with other similar like-minded people, is one of the steps, right? Of like matching up your preferences. And that doesn't mean that you have to be around people that only like the things you like and don't like the things because you can, right? But when you, but it does need to be balanced to a point of like this person, like for example, is at the level of respect and health that I'm at. If they can't be, and you continue to, um, you know, be around them and have them disrespect you or not care enough about your boundaries, what ends up happening is you lower yourself to that level. Right. And the same thing with like, like, let's say someone's like, uh, this is like going to be going down a rabbit hole. I feel like, but let's say someone's, um, really, really fanatic about, I don't know, NASCAR. Okay. I'm just going to give a like example. So NASCAR, they're like a fanatic about NASCAR. Okay. And that's all they want to do every time that you guys get together is like talk about NASCAR, watch NASCAR, listen to the, listen to the podcast about NASCAR. Like they don't want to do anything else. And that's all they're focused on, but you're not really into NASCAR, right? And you want to do other things since there's not a healthy balance of you and them doing both of what, like, like your interests, let's say I'm just, I don't know, I'm putting something weird out there, ballet. You really like ballet, which is completely different than NASCAR, right? Like, not to say that you can't, like, enjoy each other, right? But you can't have something so overpowering in a dynamic like that, that you can't, like, that the relationship can't survive. Because then one person just has to bend, and that's not healthy. That's not good mental health. I think that's kind of why I wanted to bring up that example. It was a really weird example, but I think I wanted to bring that up is because I feel like a lot of people, they do that, right? Where they, 
They just let other people run the show that's really common, run the show for their, their like relationship. And then they wondering why they're not feeling good. And it's because you're not flowing your energy to what you really desire. Because when you're in a relationship, you put so much energy towards stuff, right? You put so much of who you are into a relationship and, you know, keeping that relationship alive because the relationships, they wouldn't like, like stay if you didn't put energy, like you have to put energy to stay afloat. Now, if it's all one-sided, if it's all like something completely opposite from what you are and what you want, it's not really ever going to work out unless you become a doormat and you just do whatever they want you to do. So that's why I bring that up as far as like, um, connections, you know, things being, you know, gravita- gravitating towards, well, first off, knowing yourself, but gravitating towards the things that light you up and lighting and like following people. Oh my gosh, my dogs are so loud in this podcast episode. Sorry guys. Um, my, my dogs, um, are cry babies. So they cry for me a lot, <laughs> especially if I'm doing, doing an episode, but okay. Um, so Um, Here are the few things that they talked about for positive mental health. And one of the things was focusing on the positives. So if you are the type of person that can find positives in any situation, usually you stay in that middle ground right on the spectrum of mental health. And you kind of stay in that good medium place. And you don't really go, you don't stray too far, which is good. It's healthy. Um, And it's because you can find the benefit in things. But even that can be taken too far. So remember, just focus on the positives, but don't ignore when things don't feel good because that's not loving yourself, okay? Number two, connection with loved ones. Make sure that you're spending time with loved ones, not just one you know, one person, I mean, not everybody has a choice, different periods of their life, you know, like life's like kind of like a, a roller coaster of like, you know, people coming in and out of your life. And sometimes you'll have a lot of people in your life. And sometimes you'll have a little bit, a close group of people, but making sure that no matter how many at whatever time of your life that you're in, that you're actually um, reaching out, especially if you have some of those flags of depression and you're kind of leaning towards getting depressed, um, really start connecting with people. And that's I one thing that really saved me this last time for me not to be in, in depression mode too long um, and not to go too deep was that after all my trauma, um, mentally... I knew that I needed to like call all my, the women in my life, right? And just call them up and, and just talk. Even if I couldn't get together with them face-to-face, like having just phone conversations even um, or Zoom conversations where we would just sit and, you know, cry and laugh and, you know, not always, you know, going through of like, how are you doing? But just maybe sometimes talking about what we're excited about for the future or, you know, whatever it might be. But having those connections are really important. So if you're feeling like you're starting to get depressed, really rely on that and put those in um, because it will really help keep you afloat. Next is fitness. And oh my gosh, let me tell you, this is another reason why this last episode of uh, depression that I just went through didn't last very long either because I really was so focused on my physical health along because it's part of loving myself, right? It's one of the components to loving yourself. 
So I've been working out and you know, not only does it feel good to do like physically, like I love that feeling. Like when you get into a good workout or even the very next day where your body's like not sore, but like just kind of like, it's got that vibe of like, Ooh, my body's like growing or evolving or whatever it is. Right. Um, so it does so much for you, not only mentally, but like there's like chemicals that are released in your body and they're actually like antidepressants, right? Um, so again, get yourself in the gym if you're not feeling good and not feeling healthy mentally and emotionally, right? Get in the gym or do it at home, whatever you need to do, but get that body moving and just love on your vessel, right? Um, it's really, really, really important. And then you look freaking amazing and People can't stop staring at you, so that's good too. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, finding your coping skills. So we've talked about this in previous um, episodes as well. Finding your coping skills is like the difference between life or death, almost really. Um, I like this is that's how you survive, right? And we're not taught that either. Um, if you don't didn't listen to the heal episode. Um, go back and listen to that because there was a lot of good information about um, your coping skills in that one, in that episode, um, learning how to find those. Um, next is ask people for help and allow people to help you. So it's one thing to like ask for help, but it's another thing to accept help, right? Get out of your ego. Um, you know, if you're so depressed but and you need, like if like someone wants to come over and just you know, um, take your dog for a walk. I know that sounds silly, but maybe it might just feel like, like a lot of love, right? And allow that and accept that and know when to ask for help. Know when you need to, it, there's no shame in going and getting on like antidepressant medication. If you know that you are, have been in a loop of depression for more than you feel necessary, that is necessary and needed, um, go ahead and, you know, reach out and get that help. Go to your doctor. It, it really get perf- professional help. Um, you know, therapists and uh, counselors, um, they really are amazing. And like I, all of the work that I do where I like go online and I read most of it's from them and they have such amazing information out there, but to be able to sit one-on-one with them and work one-on-one with, with them is, um, life-changing and it can really, really, really help people from going down too deep into, you know, um, negative mental health. Okay, next is affirmations. They talk a lot about how affirmations rewire subconscious. We've talked about that before. Um, so we know how powerful those can be. Um, essentially, you know, one of the people was talking about how with affirmations, your future is like just unlimited. You know, you, you can really rewire your subconscious. You can get your brain back on, you know, track with what you actually really really consciously feel versus like all this overwhelming emotion that sometimes we go through when we go through trauma, right? So use that, use that to your advantage, you know, train your brain. It's, it's beautiful. Um, number seven, developing positive habits. So when we do negative habits that don't serve us, like eating a bunch of junk food and then just sitting on the couch or, um, or, you know, being addicted to substances and, or alcohol, right? And we do things like that. We don't, mentally and emotionally, we don't feel good. Um, when we have beliefs about things that don't serve us and then we go against that and we just do our bad habits because we just, 
aren't in good a space mentally, it's like a tornado, like I talked about earlier, where it just spirals and makes it deeper and hard, way harder to get out of. So developing positive habits, like even if it's something like um, when you go on a walk, on like in your evening walk, you pick up trash. I do that every time that I go and take my dogs for a walk. Um, I do this habit of like picking up cigarette butts because there's like smokers out in like the area that I live, you know, out on the road, like they, they do it out on the road. And so they just throw their cigarette butts and, or there's like, you know, candy wrappers or things like that. And I just, I go and I, when I'm picking up my dog's poop, I always fill the bag with, you know, trash too. And it's like a positive habit that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm doing something good for the earth. Um, and I, and I feel good about it. Right. And it makes me feel positive. So find those things for you. And they might seem simple like that and silly, but if you do enough little things like that, that make you feel good, it's just the little moments that feel good that turn into like a whole day worth of feeling good. And then pretty soon you just, you feel good. Right. And, and that's good. That's positive. So make sure that you're, um, developing and strengthening those habits, right? Positive habits and releasing the negative ones that don't serve you. Um, another one was eating healthy foods that are available for you. So not everyone has access to like, you know, the healthiest or most organic. I get it. It can be expensive, things like that. Um, just know that whatever you can reach for as far as health to put into your body, that is the best thing that you can do. It's one of like, and it's the, one of the most like, I think for, for just taking care of yourself and loving yourself and loving the vessel that you've been given in that way, it feels good. It makes your body feel good. Like there's so much, but it really mentally and emotionally makes you like feel good as well. Like there's stuff inside processed chemical foods that, and, and that even meats and things that really weigh us down in our minds mentally and emotionally because of the, the chemicals and the addictives and all that kind of stuff. So just um, eat as healthy as you can, right? Set goals and deadlines. So they say like a healthy, happy person that has really good mental health, they found that those people are setting deadlines and goals for themselves. Goals that they can like measure, like they call them the smart goals, right? Ones that you can actually measure um, and, and say like, oh, in six months, you know, I will be able to uh, do this or I will be able to, to obtain this. So do realistic goals and always be achieving something. Um, when you're just sitting around doing nothing, that feels worse than trying something and failing, right? They found that mentally and emotionally, people's minds don't want to just be. They want to be evolving and growing. And, and that's why they say like people that are that's the next one that are reading, writing, and thinking. So journaling, especially if you're starting to feel depressed. Um, that was another thing that I was doing when I like, that's why my depression didn't last too long was because I was journaling every day about what I was thinking, how I was feeling. And, and it really actually kind of reminded me of like how much beauty was in my life. Cause I would just journal about what was going on. And like, and then I'd be like, Oh my God, like I had like, really precious moments and like my kids did this and like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. What a lucky human life I'm living. Right. You know, it's like, um, so, and even if there's not like these amazing things in there, um, it also like, it's, it's good to get that out. It's like a release. Um, not an escape. Cause that's the wrong word, but, um, it's good to release that stuff. Um, yeah. And another thing that I do, 
um, is I write gratitude list or things. So this is what I start. I used to call it my gratitude list and then I changed it like years ago to my thank you lists. Now I write what I loved about today. Like what I loved about like today, like what was it that where I just loved so much that I just like, Oh, I can't get enough. Right. It was like, maybe it was my, my son's hugs and kisses and just, I just want to kiss them all day long. Or maybe it's, um, you know, cuddling with my dogs when I get to actually sit down and do that. When I have like time and moments, I just feel so much love from them or, you know, or I was singing and dancing when I was getting ready and oh my gosh, that just like lights me up and like fills me in a way. Right. So like writing those lists of the things you love, because that not only like is like a manifestation tool and like pulls that energy in for you, right? Like pulls, like when you are happy and gratitude in gratitude for things, it, it literally sends like signals out from you, like energy that is like, Oh, more to be happy about, more to be in love about, more things to be passionate about, right? So like write those lists and and then it's so cool. Like literally, I'm not joking you. I when I moved and packed up my entire life, I think I had like maybe a whole box of past like journals that were all full. So like, I think I had like 20 something journals over from over the years of like just things I was thankful for. And it was so cool to like, look back at the dates and be like, Oh my gosh, look at all this beautiful things. I totally forgot some of that stuff happened. So that's kind of cool too. It's like a cool memento that you can have like almost like a journal, right? Okay. Well, so I think that we kind of get the gist, right? That mental health is extremely important. It's like I just said, you know, we're so concerned about our physical vessels, right. And our bodies of like, like, okay. So when you go, if you were to get in a car and get in a car accident, right. How long does it take someone if they're in an extreme like trauma car accident to recover, right? Sometimes it takes you years. Sometimes you never fully recover. Right. And that's what we don't give like as a culture and societies, we don't like, we're looking at like events, trauma that people go through and expecting people just to like be over things and be up on their feet so quickly. Right. And like I said, me going through, um, a lot of trauma within my life within the last couple of years, I, I had these moments where I was depressed, right? And I thought to myself, why don't I feel good, right? And then I and then I started shaming myself just naturally. I stopped quickly because I've been learning all this stuff about loving myself, but like the first reaction was to shame myself of um well, why don't I I feel bad that I don't feel good, you know, like that I'm not able to get there. And the one thing that I did differently this time, which was loving myself. Uh, and I haven't done this in my life before. And it was such a monumental moment for me, um, was that I sat there in my sadness and I sat there and I said, I need to be okay that I'm not okay. Like I need to like be okay right now that I'm not okay because it's not okay. What happened to me, the stuff that happened that I went through is huge obviously life changing and it's, and the mental and emotional abuse that I was experiencing was very damaging. And to, to to just be like, snap your fingers and be out of that is not 
real, right? And I think that that is like, I think the most loving that I've ever been in my whole life to myself was to sit there and say, I know you want to be back to your shiny, happy, loving self, but you need to like turn and face this. Like you need to turn and sit there and say, you've been hurt little girl. Like you've been damaged. Someone has hurt you. not just on like one level, but on many levels, many people have hurt you. And I want you to take a moment to find your way back and love yourself through this. And loving myself was sometimes just crying on the floor. And sometimes it was crying in public (laughs) in a movie theater. And, you know, but I took my mental health and my emotional health very seriously. And I said, it's okay that I'm not okay because this isn't going to last forever. Right. But I need to give myself time to just go through this and to feel it. Right. And, and then, and to, and like I talked about through this whole episode of like, I placed those things that are really healthy just because I didn't want to, I knew I couldn't stay there too long. Right. I'm a mom of two beautiful boys. I couldn't just sit in depression. Right. Um, I only really have a couple days every two weeks where I can be laying on the ground and crying or like maybe while they're at school, but like, it's like, you don't have time. You have to get back to life. Right. But slow down, right? Take things slow. When you get into those depressional like areas or you go through trauma um, in life, then slow down and turn towards the sadness and so that you can learn from it so that you can grow from it and just know that you'll be okay, right? You will be okay. This too shall pass. All right. Well, I think that really sums up what I wanted to talk about with mental health and I hope that everyone out there, no matter if you're struggling with mental and emotional health or not, that we can start to put value in this area and that we can also try to love ourselves and everyone else around us through this. And remember, when you're loving yourself through this and when you're taking care of yourself through this, you're inspiring everyone that knows you. You're healing everyone that knows you. All right. Well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget, love yourself. Okay. Bye. Thank you.